Yeah. So I'm curious as to would we go to different level of uh, designing or modeling or simulation for software body system, and especially for your work. I'm curious to ask you, are you more concerned about uh, the micro level to understand fully, understand how it, the system behaves, or you just go to the macro level and just to have an overall picture? Because there's a trade-off here between uh, the computation, understanding. So how do you think about this kind of uh, level of understanding for systems in different scale? That's a great question, and it's one that I haven't fully had to grapple with until we've, you know, been under quarantine for two months and, and yeah. my lab has basically had to shut down experiments and think about how do we simulate the things that we work on. Um, so we've done simulation before, but not at the level that we're trying to do now. I think um, just historically in my research, uh, I, I tend to think of the simplest system that might give me some understanding of the soft robot behavior. So that could be um, using a traditional sort of rigid joint link, joint link type structure um, to model a continuum uh, leg. And, and so that's really not focusing on the microscopic, it's focusing on the just macroscopic and, and reducing it to not even a soft robot anymore, just a, maybe a sort of, um, uh, I don't know, um, many degree of freedom mm -hmm. system. I think that kind of comes from, um, you know, my background is actually um, not in engineering so much as in physics. Uh, my, my PhD was in physics and, you know, there's this sort of saying that uh, us physicists sort of have this spherical cow kind of um, philosophy that, mm -hmm. you know, we kind of tend to um, over, not over, but uh, maybe some would argue oversimplify systems um, to try and to try and study them. And I think that I, I really take that perspective in, in the way that we work with robots too, is like, I, I want to first understand uh, a leg before I understand how four legs um, contribute to walking. And mm -hmm. sometimes you can get bogged down to those details, but sometimes that's useful. And I think the same goes with simulation. Like, I think that um, if it's going to take a, a day to simulate the full deformation of, uh, of the body, but it's going to take 10 minutes to simulate or 10 seconds to simulate the deformation of some um, simplified structure that uh, that we think represents the body. Mm -hmm. I'm a little more interested in learning about the, the simplified structure and how parameter variation can quickly give us insight into, um, you know, what are the design rules for, for I'm you know, giving a leg as an example. So I, I don't know, I, I find, um, uh, without good experiments, focusing on the microscopic is not that useful. Mm -hmm. um, macroscopic can often quickly provide some um, some insight into kind of what are the important variables that you want to control for, for your design. Yeah, yeah. I'm just asking you about the control uh, aspect for software products because there's a debate in the field about that traditional control series is not really uh, effective anymore for the nature of the soft robotics. And now there's a trend for morphological computation. I'm curious to ask you how you would imagine uh, this debate between morphological computation and traditional control series. And if we migrate from traditional control series, what could be options for controlling in that case? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, I mean, I think, uh, so, so I'm of the perspective that morphological computation is a, 
effective um, uh, outcome of soft robotics. It's something that I think should be, um, we should lean into it, uh, so to speak, um, mm -hmm. because I think that, uh, uh, you know, continuum manipulators present huge challenges in terms of um, just the, the, you know, many, many degrees of freedom or infinite degrees of freedom and how do you model them and control them. And um, so I think maybe instead, can we understand what their um, typical modes of interaction with the environment are? Um, and can we, again, you know, maybe extract out a few design parameters that might, um, that we could study those interactions and how those design parameters control those interactions um, and then design systems that, that um, give us the sort of morphological um, computation uh, uh, capabilities that we think are important. I mean, I think, think of like a soft, um, a soft tentacle grasping around an object and, you know, what are the important parameters for grasping an object of a certain radius, right? I think you probably want to have, um, you know, the right kind of bending moment of inertia of the soft tentacle. It can't be too big. It can't be too stiff. Um, but once we nail those things down, then I think that um, the ability for that soft tentacle to sort of actively conform to a surface, I guess, passively conform, if you want to think about it that way, although I think it's a little bit of a um, actively in the sense it's actuated, passively in the sense that it's bending at unactuated um, locations. I think that's really useful. Um, I mean, I think, you know, the other thing I would say, and, and mm -hmm. I'm happy to admit, is that I come from a different background. I don't come from a engineering and controls theory background. So that's always kind of been an afterthought in my mind. Um, and, and it's been a thing where I, um, as much as I can accomplish without having to think about, um, control or at least the, the really details of control, um, that's where I like to work. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's kind of where, again, I'll bring it back to insects because again, I've, thought about them for tens of years and I really, really just, um, love this world that they inhabit. Um, it, there was this, um, uh, sort of historically this, this work that, that uh, came out, I believe 10 or 15 years ago, um, um, you know, really starting to look at the details of legged locomotion and build robots inspired by legs. And, and one of the features of, uh, many insects that, that move around is that they take incredibly quick steps, you know, ants step it. 10 times per second, but, um, other beetles step at 70 times per second. There's a, I mean, my favorite example, uh, in all of science and everything is, uh, this tiny little mite that takes 220 steps per second, right? 220 steps. That's, Whoa. that's insane. Yeah. Um, and it's the size of, it's about a millimeter, uh, in total body size, right? So just you think about, okay, we've made or that animal is incredibly tiny. It is moving at green speeds and it's moving across substrates that are that are there's no possible way that any um sensing or sort of forethought can be um used to control the, yeah. the touch down and touch off of those feet um it's effectively uh undergoing some kind of open loop actuation but yeah. it, it seems to be incredibly effective effective and so that's kind of the perspective that i take with the robots that I build is how do we um, how do we get the kind of design of the robot just right so that uh, it can operate in um, unknown on unknown substrates or in unknown environments and yet still be effective with 
little sensing or maybe even no, um, you know, feedback control, uh, yeah. but maybe just all open loop. That's um, interesting. So. 